Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. I'm not in my usual setup. I'm visiting my sister. Her cats are trying to kill each other, so and she's just like having a time. So I came and you're like, I'm a I'm a warrior cat expert basically <laughs> now. Like mostly. I'm training. So other than um helping her with her cats, we did we we've been doing some yard stuff and Oh heck yeah. One of that was uh we're like, okay, we have to spray the wasps in the front door. I tried to walk in the front door and there's just like wasp building nest there. And she's like, come nope. through the side door. And so uh, I like looked up and we're like, okay, you have to either spray them at morning or dusk because that's when they're all there. And so <laughs> I took a shower because um, I had the job of opening the door and I got, she did not try to spray me, but I just kept getting the blast back and that stuff is toxic and yeah and so like we wiped it off like we would wipe it down and then go because there was two doors and like four nests and then i went and took a shower and got all the poison off me so that's good it's good to not be poisonous poisoned i think i would be poisoned because i don't think i would become poisonous fair how about you how are you doing uh good there's not much happening here okay have you read anything well I, was gonna, well I did ask my dog if he'd like to go on a walk yesterday and he was so expi- excited he does this thing where he's really excited and he keeps looking back at you as he's walking like he, he, just, like, he can't believe it right and then so he just ran right into a door frame and it's like oh my goodness oh he is a special Son. guy <laughs> he's a real special guy he he just has bad situational awareness. Oh, oh, I know. Did I talk about my vacuum? Did I talk about my robot vacuum? No. I got a robot vacuum. Ooh. I got a robot vacuum from some dude off of Craigslist for $25. Heck yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's working good. Uh It's it just kind of, you know, it goes around. I'm, I'm home all day so I can kind of monitor it. Ha- I'm still working out a couple kinks, but how how does Amira and Vinny feel about this? So Amira, not a fan. I didn't think she would be, but <laughs> but it's not as bad as the vacuum. Like if I even take the vacuum out, like she's gone. Like you, you she is gone. But <laughs> that's KK's enemy. KK, if I shut my door and KK can't go under my bed when I pull out the vacuum, he's like, I think I could, I have to die. Because you've put me in the worst situation possible. <laughs> he hates it, too. Yep, yep. Um, so she doesn't, she's not, like, uh, she doesn't do that. So she doesn't, like, disappear. But I do have this video of it coming towards her. And she's, like, backing up. Oh, like, no. I don't like this. She's just kind of, like, you know, scuttling back. And it's just, like, coming at her. She's getting ready to <laughs> fight Vinny- it, huh? And then Vinny comes up to it, like, drops a toy, like, you want to play with me? And it's like, no, Vincent, the vacuum doesn't want to play with you. I'll I'll have to send you that, because it's pretty cute. That's, Uh, god, that's just, like, their personalities wrapped up, because Amira's just like, "Mm, back up, mm, back up. Mm, No, no. (laughs) But she can't Stranger danger. Yeah, and then Vinny's just like, I love you. Vinny loves, or Amira likes people, and she loves people. Yeah, Amira... Yeah, but Amira is stranger danger first, so when someone walks mm. in the house, she's gone. But sometimes, I mean, sometimes it takes as little as, like, 15 minutes, and this girl is downstairs, like, oh, touch me. 
<laughs> She's prowling around. She has to figure you out. The more like mysterious yeah. and upsetting you are, like a robot vacuum, the longer it will take. I yes. Think. And like she can she can exist in the same area as the robot vacuum. She just doesn't want the robot vacuum coming at her. That's which is what it was doing menacingly down the hallway. That's valid. And then Vinny, sometimes Vinny drops like tennis balls by it. And I'm like, I, I don't think it's going to do what you want it to do. Otherwise, he's not, he's, you know, he's pretty neutral about it. Other than sometimes dropping, sometimes we'll kind of look at it. He's like, is this alive? But, Mom? You're right. He's like, what is, what is? Well, he he, he did find real. another snake today. We have a lot of snakes, okay? He found another little snake in the yard. And then it disappeared through the fence, and he was really sad. I was gonna say, let's be real, he, like, the only, like, other animal he regularly gets to see besides snakes. Not, <laughs> not that a robot vacuum is a Mira, so he's like, I gotta figure this out. Is this like a Mira? Yeah. He's like, you seem more goal-oriented than she is. Unless she sees, like, he's a like, toy, so... He's like, well, you haven't hit me yet, so, like, that's... I think a good thing, or do hits mean I love you? I haven't figured it out mm-hmm. yet. Are you hissing? So that's just the noise you make when you're cleaning. Anyway. Yeah, so that's my excitement, because now I vacuum. I don't have to, like, well, I don't vacuum a lot, but now I don't have to feel bad about not vacuuming a lot, because <laughs> I have a robot to do it. <laughs> my parents got their robot vacuum um, because their dogs, or our dog is too old. The one dog that's in the house is too old to, like, even find mm-hmm. food on the ground. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you our, to, like, our put kitchen it in is pretty spotless. Or put it in his bowl. Oh. He, like. Yeah. Kitchen, spotless. But, uh, but there's, uh, you know, like, some, there were some monster dust bunnies under the couches. And, like, just in the corners of the hallway, hair, like, animal hair. So, it's like, I need somebody yeah. to take care of that. Yeah. That's my good. dog's now not going to do that, robot. so I have to get a new pet. Yeah, I have a remote control pet. You can put the giant googly eyes or, like, the hats or whatever. People put decorations on there. There's, like, outfits people will buy. Um, <laughs> so, have you read anything? No, I have not. I brought books, but I'm going to save them for when I actually read them. All right, so um, buckle up. Oh. Let me tell you what I've been reading. Okay, so I've been, like, super... I've been super stressed lately about... um politics and the economy and you know just kind of the general state of this nation (laughs) and my future in it um so i talked to my therapist and i said okay i need less politics so i'm not gonna watch uh like congressional committee hearings anymore live um and instead i'm focusing more on warrior cast because that gives me joy um so one i have been playing clan gen which is super fun Mm -hmm. And I was telling, I was texting you about it because sadly, Shivering Star died, my leader um, of Drizzle Clan. But that meant his deputy, Girly Pop, he was promoted, and his name is now Girly Pop Star. Literally the best. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I've seen TikToks of people playing this game, and I'm like, whoa. Is there good? We could play it together. It could be know. very fun. Um, I think I'm gonna have. I think I'm gonna have my friend Nicola over and then my girlfriend also gets to sit with us and play and it'll be very fun um so the other thing i started is a fan fiction because fan fiction is reading too 
everyone. Fan fiction counts. No, I was going to say, I would say the first thing you named was not a, a book, but that's okay. No, but I'm getting there. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the second part of my, this is the second part of my, let's focus on cats instead got of it, politics. Got it. Reading fan fiction. Um, <laughs> Good. So I'm reading a fan fiction and it's a series called uh, Warrior Cats, The Paws of Stars mm. by Sunnyfall. And it is a rewrite of Warrior Cats after the last book we just finished in the arc. So after oh. arc two. So like, watch this, so, arc three is different. Yeah, so I'm on, um, I finished Rising Tide, which was the first one. And I am on Stars to Shadow, I believe it's called. Um, and they're like the length of any regular arc Warrior Cats book. Um, and basically, yeah, it's a rewrite and it's really good. I mean, it feels very similar to reading a Warrior Cats book, um, except it's doing more things I want, like developing characters more, but also like cutting out a bunch of kind of extra stuff that we don't need. Uh, it's very good. And Sunnyfall also has a YouTube channel if you want to go check out their stuff. Um, there's a great video about the gender divide in Warrior Cats where, she literally just uh, broke down the statistics, which is cool to see. Can't argue with math. You're going to have to like send um, me a link because I don't know how to link this because I can't really go yeah, into the no, fan fiction I, arena for this. I do. I, yes, go into I, the, I go into the fan fiction arena, but it's not for Warrior yes. Cats because I have to avoid spoilers. Yeah. I don't usually, I don't go, yeah, I don't, I, Warrior Cats fan fiction would be hit or miss for me, but this is, this is, this is really good. It's, it's um, like all fan fiction. Yeah, and I mean, I think, so the problem, I'm going to talk a bit about Warrior Cats right now, even though we haven't started officially, but we've talked about the publishing order, or how Warrior Cats was published. Mm -hmm. At first, Vicky presented it as one book. Why don't you make it six books, since you did so much work on this? And okay, so they make it six books. And then those did well, so they're like, oh, how about you do like a three-book epilogue? And I was like, okay, we'll do a three-book epilogue. And, you know, it was supposed to end when they got to the lake. They did their watership down. And they're like, oh, this was really successful. Why don't you do three more? And so they're like, oh, okay, I guess we got to do three more. And then it was like, oh, this is good. How about we continue this series? And then they were like, okay. And these books are coming out so fast. It's like, they didn't really have, like, a full vision of what they were doing because I don't think they got the time to plan that. So this rewrite is kind of like, you know, kind of the goal and we know the shortfalls. So let's actually make this like a planned out thing. Which Aaron do you think is actually this person? (laughs) Which Aaron do you think is Sunnyfall? Hey, Sunnyfall, which Aaron are you? That's a great question. Probably Um, none of them because I think this is something only a fan can do. No, definitely not. It sounds uh, sounds like it is a criticism of the series. And the thing is, that's I think the hardest thing about being a creator or being any creative work is as soon as you put something out in the world, it is actually not yours anymore. Um, And I think that's something a lot of of authors seem to struggle with is, um, you know, you can't control that. But I don't think this is necessarily from what you're saying. I think it's a lovingly... It's a loving criticism that is because was, a lot yeah, of work went into this. Exactly what I was going to say. And you know, it's like the first, the first 
book and what I've read through so far is very canon compliant. Like these are all things that happened in the book, just like a little, it's like with the foresight of what's it, like, it, it's the book, but knowing, knowing what's actually happening. So it's, it, it's a very lovingly made piece. It's good. Um, highly recommend it. Go check it out. But I'd say only if you have made it to the end of Omen of the Stars. What else have you read? No, that's it. Well, I'm still working. I'm still working on um, the uh, pure bad heroines. Oh, I thought you had something else after that. Sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, no. But okay, that's all right. Yeah. So that, that yeah, I'll, I'll link to the Ao3. I asked. I asked if I could share because I'm like, it's a fan fiction, not an actual work. I'm like, are you okay with me like talking about this? Because obviously, fans of our podcast would be interested. Like, I highly recommend it. Yeah. The characterization is just so chef's kiss. Well, like, we don't want to, like, put someone on blast uh, if they're, like, not ready yeah. for that. <laughs> We're not putting them on blast. We're putting them on no. a little a little pedestal. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're a well-known YouTuber. I, I don't think, uh, you know, a, a lot of... Still, if you're on we, YouTube, Warrior Cats, we've you, made know, a point you know, when the way we approach the fandom is we don't try to speak on a lot of artists or other fan creators. Not that yeah. we don't support them. Um, it's more so we don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So are you are you ready for our um our, our real Warrior Cats book? Yeah. Our, our Harper Collins Warrior Cats book? Because I'm Amber Hart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Well, what just happened to our boy? Oh, crap. I... Well, okay, that was so... It, this last episode, I think it really threw me through a couple loops. Everyone saw that happening. Yeah. Because we got to the Moonstone, and did we go to Star Clan? Because we just went to the same place we've been going, but I'm really confused about Maple Shade and, like, where we are, because she's like, this is definitely a Star Clan, but there's just no one else here, and you kind of sense other people in the woods, but you can't see any of them. Also, that guy's here. He's alive. Um, it's Goose Feather? Question mark. And then we, and then, like, a lot of cryptic stuff happened. And then he's like, huh, okay. And then we came, got, went back to the real alive world where more cryptic stuff happened. The leader's like, hey, take a walk with me. Hey, kid, are you going to be evil? What? Don't worry about it. Um, and then he was like, have you been talking to the medicine cat who is my mom? And he goes, mom, are you telling... Are you telling the leader that I might be evil? Did you get an omen? And she's like, oh, not exactly. Uh, uh. He's like, oh, my God, you guys, there was an omen. You didn't even tell me. And so and then he's like, I got to prove myself. And we did prove ourselves by getting a girlfriend and almost. Well, actually, we almost <laughs> killed that girl, saved her from our. Well, OK, and that was the thing. I don't think I pointed this out and this I don't think it hit me. That's hard when I was listening, but the leader was like with a bunch of these like 
idiot kids and being like, yeah, let's do this. Like, I'm like, dude, he, why are you going through? Your, he's like going through his midlife crisis and being like, I got one life Except left. he's on his last life. One <laughs> life left. He's like, every dumb idea I fully support and will happen. Like, he went with them, watched it go bad and was like, uh-oh. And then I think the reason, okay, yes, he did save, um, I'm yeah. blanking on her name. What is her name? Uh, Willowpaw. He did save Willowpaw's life. But he also, uh, Crooked Jot also covered for Hailstar real close there. Because that, what, Hailstar did say, hey, yeah, this is okay. Oh, my God. It's, oh, my God. That's about to kill four people. Um, <laughs> and then, thankfully, Crooked Jot, or he was still Crooked uh, uh, Paw at the time, was like, oh, no, I'm courageous and brave. And... So he he got the he got his na- warrior name and a girlfriend all in one fell swoop because he had a bad idea that got okayed by his boss, but it ended up working out. Yeah, which now I'm like so curious about what this um omen is because is it hey man, you might have some bad ideas, maybe think about them before jumping right in because like hey hail hailstar. You're not doing a good job, like, leading him away from the dark side, if that's what you want. You are definitely encouraging him to make dumb decisions. Hailstar, yeah. Last life, we're going we're going out strong. Which has been, like, Hailstar's been doing, it's been repeat. Because not only did he, he was like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go fight a dog. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Me and a bunch of kids. Yeah, let's go fight a dog. Um, he also went and stole some kids yes, from Wind Clan. Restole? Like, he restole like, some with kids. Like three other guys just kind of there. Yeah. He, like, it, yeah. I was like thinking, I was like, he just like, like a bunch of him, like a bunch of guys were just like, hey man, what's up? What do you want? We're going to go kidnap kids. What? Yeah, we're going to just go do that. Oh. Can you imagine if your boss like calls you into their office and you're just like, hey man, what's up? Like, what do you need me to do? A felon. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, you know, Cindy and Sales, her, her, uh, her kids, her, her kids were taken by their dad. We're going to go steal them back. It's more like the interns are stuck in the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. The interns are kidnapped by the warehouse and they're making them sticker. Go. We have to go get them because we need them back on the sales floor. So you're running past and you're, you're, you're wearing the high visibility vest and avoiding all of the warehouse floor managers. Because you're like, ah. Oh, all the forklifts. The CFO told me to do this. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then the CFO is actually there. Too. Yeah, the CFO is also there and he has a taser. Like, <laughs> the CFO has a, an intern over each shoulder puffing <laughs> it out and throwing the interns at the other guys, like, go, go, go. And then beats up the warehouse manager. And you're like, dude. He's like, hang on. Anyways. I just, I'm going to kill him real quick. It's like, no, we're supposed to get Subway with him after this. <laughs> and the warehouse manager's just like, I need a raise. What was that? <laughs> any, any, okay. Anyways. Just got away from us. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, the Crooked Jaw's a warrior now. Yeah, he is a warrior now, so I want to know. Is Brambleberry going to be like, okay, Hailstar, what was that? Because I was. No, I think it's been a couple days. It's been a day, I think, at least since the dog attack. I think it's been at least one day. I imagined. So I Brambleberry just... would have had words after. She would be like, Hailstar? A word? I just, I need to know what the omen was, because 
Her and Echo Mess, which um, they could be girlfriends. That'd be great. And then they could both beat up Hailstar together. Like, we love you. Don't hurt yourself. This is our son. Our We both adopted him in different ways. We both adopted him. <laughs> Echo Mess is like, Brambleberry adopted him. And I've also adopted him. And he- you're my husband. So he's kind of like yours, too. And I can't have you. Anyways. Also, your, like, your deputy is also his real dad, who also is a good dad, so I don't know why you're being a bad dad. <laughs> Everybody was bored in River Clan, okay? It's, it's fine. It's genuinely, they were just, like, sitting it around being out. like, huh. What about that dog? <laughs> Alright, so Crooked Jaw is sitting for his vigil. He feels the weight of the responsibility for his sleeping clanmates. A voice greets him. It's Maple Shade. Maple Shade. Am I unconscious? Because that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, she's been waiting for him to come and train. But if he won't come to her, she'll come to him. Are you dumb? You've, like, done this before. You know that this is, like, the whole thing. We stay awake. Crooked Jaw says he can't tonight. He's sitting vigil. Does he think he's learned all there is to learn? She asks. no, no, I just can't but he's sleep tonight. Vigil. Yeah, what? Well, he's a warrior now. She has to respect that, right? No. He tells her he cannot talk right now. He'll visit her when he can. And then she's gone. She's like, I'm dead. I'm better than you. There's only. He's like, <laughs> she, he, he, she's like, you don't know this yet, but there's literally three options for you now deputy, leader, death. So. Which. He's been told he gets to try out the other two options, probably. Do people ever skip the deputy step? Can you be a leader without being deputy? I guess Nightstar did, didn't he? Because, I mean, that was a little chaotic. There was a lot happening there. Uh, Tiger Star, technically. Well, Tiger Star was deputy in Thunder Clan, obviously. I but then he went form to a whole Shadow mood, Clan. Like, clan, that is, I think, the only time. No, but he went to he went to Shadow Clan and was part of Shadow Clan for a bit before and then everybody died. Like Nightstar died and the deputy died, and so they had no leader, and then Tiger Star was chosen. So chosen, hostile takeover, pick your poison. We we have to read Tiger Claw's Fury because that covers how he became leader of Shadow Clan. I'd love it. I'd love to spend some time in that psychotic brain. Yeah, so we will we will do that um, eventually. Willowpaw comes to him at dawn. Crooked Jaw's cold and she presses against him and he feels his eyes start to droop from her warmth. Willowpaw pokes him. The clan will be waking any moment. I forget. It's kind of messed up. They're like, all right, first day, first night before your big new job, you don't get to sleep. It's supposed to teach them responsibility. And he felt that. He felt the weight of the responsibility. Yeah, no, but it's also responsibility is getting eight hours. Yeah. I I just think we should- Well, he can go wake now. They do allow them to nap, though, sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Usually they get to nap, like, after. The other cats start to wake and greet their newest warrior. Crooked Jaw. Crooked Jaw. Thank you. It's a pretty cool name. I know it's, It's like, messed up, but, like, it's a sick name. It's sick. Willowpaw and Graypaw are going off on the Dawn Patrol and then for training, and Crooked Jaw feels a tug of disappointment as he watches them leave without him. But then it's replaced by excitement. 
he doesn't have to train. He's a warrior now. It's pretty fun that he did get, um, I'm glad that he got, like, at least a couple weeks where he was with other cats around his age. Yeah. He got that yeah, experience. I think it was a, a couple moons. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he'll hunt, because the fresh kill pile is empty. Crooked Jaw doesn't need a nap. He's going to go hunt. Nice. And by the end of the day, nearly every fish on the fresh kill pile was caught by Crooked Jaw. And cats around him thank him and joke. And Crooked Jaw says new leaf fishing is fun. Even without me, Willowpaw whispered, better, Crooked Jaw teases, because she takes all the best fish. <laughs> so they tussle and they tease each other. Birdsong is getting fresh kill and passes them, her whiskers twitching. They start younger every year. <laughs> Birdsong's just like, I'm sick of these kids. So Willowpaw leaves to help tangle Whisker with his ticks. And Oakheart comes to tell Crookedjaw that his nest is ready. It's the one with the fresh moss. Oh. Crookedjaw thanks him, and he's looking forward to some sleep. And so we do finally have an answer to the nests. A cocoon of woven reeds rested against the bark of the fallen tree, and it is just big enough for three nests. Oh, so it is kind so. of like, we're not tamping it down, but we, we wove it. You've yeah, mentioned this River before. Yeah, RiverClan are basket weavers. That's They crazy. weave their nests. Yeah, it's wild. You know, they don't have to do the whole warrior life. They could just set up at the farmer's market. Yeah. Probably make, like, Buko bucks. Well, Crooked Jaw realizes that Oakheart must have spent a lot of time working on his nest, <gasps> and he feels a surge of affection for his brother. I'm so grateful that these two have remained so sweet to each other, because it's genuinely, yeah. I, this, this book has done a better job selling me on Oakheart as a partner <laughs> to, um, yeah, to, uh, uh, Blue Star than Blue Star's book, <laughs> like, which is wild. Yeah. But you, it's one of my biggest problems with the book, but also, <laughs> yes. It, it, but it, like, it is wild because you're like, well, they must have had, but then you remember Blue Star's prophecy. And you're like, no, they really didn't, like, hang out that they much. Didn't. So, no. Like, I'm glad he's a good guy, but how did Blue Star know that? Like, <laughs> Right? She just kind of saw a hot dude and was like, all right, that's okay. okay. Like, which is like good for her, but also how did she know? I had great conversation with your brother and you can't be much different, right? Right? It's like, but actually, you're, no. You're, you're red. Yeah. It, and I'm into it. It's, it's like, all right. I mean, she did a good job. She did pick, like, Two brothers with a healthy yeah, relationship. Apparently. But also, what? <laughs> well, Oakheart never gave up on him, and he falls asleep purring. Wake up. Okay. A snarl wrenches Crooked Jaw from sleep. Maple Shade's eyes blaze. Has he forgotten his promise? Crooked Jaw, still half asleep, doesn't know what she's talking about. Was it because he didn't come to train last night? No, mouse brain. What the part? What part? I'm loyal. I I couldn't sleep last night. That's like the whole point. Maple Shade heard him talking to Willowpaw. She's seen them acting like mates for life. What did she ask him to do? To look after my clan, Crooked Jaw says, backing away. 
Maple Shade lunges at him, and she swipes his jaw so viciously that he staggers, and pain shoots through his face. She stands over him. She asked him to put his clan before everything, and that includes any feelings he might have for that pathetic ball of fur he's been mooning over. Okay, what in the Jedi, like, what? Okay, and also, (laughs) I'm glad that that went that way, because I was like, can we not have another obsessive ghost girlfriend? This is weird. I don't think you were even alive when I was a child. Like, what? Also... If 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 you said everything and you meant everything, you probably should have clarified with a little more detail. Because, like, I could date someone outside the clan. How would you feel about that? <laughs> Does she mean Willowpaw? He wants to be a great warrior, doesn't he? Of course, Crooked Jaw says, and he smells the rage pulsing from her. Lady, I know a lot of great warriors who have boyfriends and girlfriends. What are you talking about? Are you single? Were you single? Well, then he needs to forget about love and friendship and what he wants. He needs to stop being selfish and put his clan first like he promised. Girly, Pop, I gotta tell you something. Um, Whoa, do, hey, hey, do not compare to Girly Pop Star. Because Girly Pop Star, he is a proud leader of a great clan and he has done nothing wrong. fine. (laughs) <laughs> gas keep or uh gaslight girl keep oh god <laughs> gaslight gatekeep gaslight. girl boss come here listen i don't want to tell you this but our attachments to other people do make us stronger i know there's like a lot of people who are like no you have to give up everything and they'll make you know what's really important in life like no we're not monks anymore this is such a weird thing. I The only thing I could think is, like, Star Wars, where they're like, oh, yeah, Jedis can't fall in love or date because, like, you know, it's not like the Jedi way. And it's like, well, I don't think that's worked out, like, ever good. Ever. <laughs> Anger surges in Crooked Jaw. He has put his clan first. Don't dare tell him he hasn't. Good, yeah, stand up to her. Crooked Jaw faces her, and he asks himself why she was suddenly so mean. Yeah. Star Clan cats aren't supposed to be mean. Well. Crooked Jaw had just become a warrior. She should be proud. I don't think. Well, no, Crooked Star Clan cats can't be. Mean. Uh, yeah, I was like, I that's don't... a misconception, Crooked Jaw. <laughs> yeah, no, you you just you're just dead and in a place where you never starve. So like that's cool, and I think people probably are chiller then because they're always well fed and happy. Yeah, like there's. But... I think like it, it, Star Clan like. It, it, they, they like don't have to fight but they do and they you know but yeah the no starving thing i think definitely makes people like less aggressive but apparently it doesn't always work because like look at her maple shade <laughs> even if we are well, really Jaw- in star clan that is kirkajaw is confused and he turns and he flees he runs and he runs he wants to sleep he wants to be back in his nest he stumbles to a halt to catch his breath. You're back. Crooked Jaw jumps, and a shape shambles towards him. Goosefeather? Oh, okay, I'm actually glad you're here, because I'm genuinely confused. Where am I? Well, Crooked Jaw thinks he probably shares his dreams with Star Clan a lot, since he's a medicine cat. Yeah, no, you should ask him, because... Goosefeather dips his head. Maple Shade's apprentice. He's been hearing rumors about Crooked Jaw. 
Crooked Jaw asks who he's heard rumors from. Don't forget, Goosefeather says, he shares with Star Clan. Crooked Jaw asks if that's why Goosefeather is here. Goosefeather supposes he could say that. I and now Crooked Jaw is just confused. What does Star Clan say about him? He asks. Goosefeather circles him slowly. Star Clan says that he could be a great warrior. Really? Crooked Jaw brightens. Don't take any notice of that old fool. Maple Shade had caught up to him, and she doesn't look the least bit tired. He may be an old fool, Goosefeather agrees, but at least his heart is true. Goosefeather goes to stand before Maple Shade. His heart is soured by bitterness and guided by revenge. I'm betting, begging you guys to stop talking in, like, just say what happened. Just tell me the truth. Crooked Jaw asks what Goosefeather means, but Goosefeather ignores him. Oh my god. <laughs> he tells Maple Shade that she should tread her path with care. A destiny should not be played with like prey. Maple Shade pushes Goosefeather aside and tells Crooked Jaw to ignore him. His mind has been addled by too many visions. Crooked Jaw says at least Goosefeather speaks to him like an equal. Maple Shade starts purring. He's not upset that she reminded Crookajaw about his promise, is he? She presses herself against him and guides him away from Goosefeather. What? Okay. Maple Shade says she was a little harsh, but she was afraid that he was forgetting his destiny. He wants him to be the greatest warrior the clans have ever known. Willowpaw is a sweet, pretty cat, and she's not surprised Crookajaw is fond of her. But the sweetest traps are often the most dangerous. Willowpaw will soften him and stray him away from his course. He does still want to be a great warrior, doesn't he? This is weird. Yes. Oh, God. Crooked Jaw says. Okay. Very good, Maple Shade says. That's all she asks. She leaves him, her voice trailing after her. Everything I do, Crooked Jaw, I do it with your best interests at heart. I don't believe you. No? I don't. I I I think I'm right. I think Maple Shade might be evil. I don't think we're in- Guess like Gatekeep Girl Boss. I don't think we're in Star Clan anymore. <laughs> Crooked Jaw is at the gathering. The weather is warm and River Clan melts into the surrounding cats. Owlfur and Bright Sky join a group of warriors who are boasting about apprentices. Brambleberry greets Featherwhisker, Goosefeather's apprentice, below the Great Rock. Otter Splash goes to Patchpelt, a ThunderClan warrior, and she asked if Leopardfoot has kitted yet. And seeing Otter Splash's round belly, Leopardfoot? That's not. Is Tiger Star's mom. Oh! Well, seeing Otter Splash's round belly, Crooked Jaw wonders if she'll beat Leopardfoot to it. Otter Splash hasn't moved into the nursery yet, but surely she has to be expecting kits. This girl is round. <laughs> but like Crooked Jaw, <laughs> don't say anything, just in case. Crooked Jaw asks Oakheart why she-cats always put off going into the nursery until the last minute. Shimmerpelt and Lakeshine had waited a moon. Oakheart shrugs. You would think they like laying around all day and having fresh kill bought to them. 
Okay. Which you All lost right, a few cool points there, Oak Heart. Paws scuff the ground behind them. It's Rainflower. Had it occurred to them that she-cats may enjoy helping their clan? Rainflower asks. Hey, girly, this is not, you don't, um, here's the thing. Anyone else gets to say this. You. <laughs> but not you. You are genuinely the worst person I've ever met, so even feminism can't save you now. Well, wouldn't they find it hard to give up being a warrior? Oakheart sniffed. He's just glad he doesn't have to sleep in the nursery. Sunkit and Frogkit were muling their ears off last night. Once again, hilarious. Yeah, come on, boys, be cooler. <laughs> it's it's the problem Sun of, of, and of frog the kit. two brothers with no sister issue. Yeah. Cricket John nods to Poppy Dawn as she passes and asks if Sweet Paw, Rose Paw, and Thistlepaw are here tonight. They are ThunderClan, of course, if you remember them. No, Poppy Dawn sighs. Thistlepaw is in trouble with Small Ear again. And Small Ear isn't his mentor. But, you know, okay. Crooked Jaw says that they sound loyal. Poppy Dawn proudly says they are, pleased at his praise of her kits before she moves on. And Willowpaw comes to join them. Rainflower asks Oakheart if he's met Talltail yet. She leads him away, telling Oakheart that Talltail will be WindClan's leader one day. He should get to know him. Oh, I can't. Oh, I want to see him. No, Rainflower's only taking Oakheart because that's the son she likes. I'm going to. That's the son she wants to be leader. <laughs> How dare she deny okay. me seeing a young and nubile tall star? <laughs> Well, Crooked Jaw spots Blue Paw. Hey! Well, okay, see, once yeah. again, we missed an opportunity here. Yes. Anyway. Yep. But this already happened in Blue yeah, Star Prophecy, true. so it has to happen now. I guess they're like, we had to remove Oakheart from the situation somehow. <laughs> Why? Anyways. He goes to her and tells her that she fought well. She says she fights even better now that she's a warrior. Her name is Blue Fur. Crooked Jaw purrs and tells her that he got his warrior name too. Crooked Jaw? How did she guess? Because his tail's still straight. <laughs> hey. hey! And uh, he feels kind of bad joking with her, knowing that River Clan is planning to take Sunning Rocks as soon as the moon waned. <laughs> so. Whoops. Uh oh. Well, but hey, this is how gatherings work. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's but we weird. Do it every moon. The gathering begins. Uh, Cedar Star has nothing interesting to say, just that there's kitty pets by the border. Pine Star announces that Thunder Clan is going to increase patrols to warn off any intruders. He glares at Hailstar as he says this. Hailstar asks if he's accusing River Clan of crossing their scent lines. No. Pine Star isn't accusing anyone of anything. Just better safe than sorry. Cats start arguing, of course. But Heather Star stops them. This is also part of gatherings. Yep. WindClan doesn't have much to report, but Heather Star does bring the conversation back to kitty pets. A topic that everyone can agree on, because nobody likes kitty pets. 
So the mood lightens. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were talking let's about all, kitty pets. Let's all be xenophobes. Yeah. Well, Hailstar speaks. Enough about kitty pets, he says. Oh. RiverClan has a new warrior. Crooked Jaw. Yeah, yeah. Cats welcome him by chanting his name and blue furs when Pinestar announces her. But the cheers are all half-hearted, and the gathering breaks up with a frosty silence. Aw. Yeah. Well. River Clan gathers to leave, and some cats are worried that Pinestar knows something or that Goosefeather got a sign from Star Clan about their plan. Shellheart says no cats have crossed the ThunderClan borders. Pinestar is just stirring up trouble for his own reasons. Oakheart asks Crookedjaw what Bluefur said. Bluefur? Crookedjaw wonders why he wanted to know about her. Oakheart shrugs. No reason. Crookedjaw was talking to her. He just wondered if she gave anything away. She's pretty. No, she didn't. Oakheart asks if he felt weird talking to Bluefur, knowing they're planning on, you know, attacking them. Crookedjaw says no. His loyalty is to RiverClan, not Bluefur. I guess, Oakheart says. But he kind of feels sorry for her. Crookedjaw bristles. Don't be soft on our enemies, he tells his brother. Okay. Wow. Which, okay, sure. Maple Shade would be really, really proud of you for saying that, bud. Yeah. Something is wrong in camp when they get back. Petaldust asks if they've seen Beetlenose and Volclaw. Why? What's wrong? Hailstar asks. Petaldust is frantic. They went to fetch the Gathering Patrol, but they had come home a different way. Hailstar sends Shellhard and Owlfur to fetch them before they run into a Thunderclan patrol. What did we. Who's... Because truce or no truce. Who's missing? No one's missing. Oh. Well, no. Petaldust sent Volclaw and Beetlenose to get the Gathering Group to meet them, but the Gathering Group went the wrong way. So they're looking for people who are already back at camp and. Hailstar doesn't want them to run into ThunderClan because we have tensions. Uh, okay. So, you know. Brambleberry pushes through the camp entrance. Is it the kits? Mudfur is pacing outside the nursery. Echomist and Softwing are huddled near him, whispering. She's back. Echomist leaps to her paws. A shimmer pelt is kidding already, and Echomist reports that she started just before Moon High. Lakeshine and Piketooth are with her. It's too early, isn't it? Brambleberry asks if there's been bleeding. No, Echomis says. Brambleberry goes to the nursery and Echomis asks if she needs herbs. But only StarClan can help her now, Brambleberry says. Willowpaw fetches water for her and Brambleberry asks for honey to help give Shimmerpelt some energy. Crookedjaw wants to do something. He feels helpless. Timberfur says the Warrior Code doesn't cover kidding. All they can do is wait and hope. Mm, wow, this code's kind of limited and bad, huh, guys? <laughs> Beetlenose asks, why doesn't Crookedjaw go help Brambleberry deliver the kits? He always likes to be the center of attention. Why don't you, Crookedjaw retorts, did, which... Did you just get uh, lost earlier? Can you nice. Continue to stay lost? <laughs> Beetlenose wrinkles his nose. He's a warrior, not a medicine cat. Willowpaw weaves between them and asks why they're so squeamish. Every cat has kits sometime. I won't, 
Volclaw says, staring at her. <laughs> Volclaw's just like, oh, excuse me. Beetlenose walks around Willowpaw. She just wants to have kits with Crooked Jaw, he taunts. Crooked Jaw nudges him away. That's not true. Uh-oh. Like, everybody, like, chill, dude. It's a part of life. I think that, I think all, all of them should be required. This should be part of training. You have to go and watch a kit being born. I'd hate it, but. Oh, I don't think the moms would like that. <laughs> like, get these kids out of here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. Stop being freaks about it. <laughs> yeah, basically, stop it. Two kits, Lakeshine announces, slipping out of the nursery. A Tom and a she-kit. Yay! Willowpaw races to the nursery. Come on, Crooked Jaw! He follows reluctantly, feeling Beetlenose's mocking gaze. Willowpaw asks Brambleberry if they can see the kits. Brambleberry says they can, but don't stay long. Willowpaw squeezes inside the nursery, and Brambleball motions for Crooked Jaw to follow. Come on! Um... (laughs) Brambleberry rolls her eyes. Tom's, she sighed. She promises that it's no scarier than a battle. Crooked Jaw enters into the dark nursery. Piketooth's eyes are shining as he looks at his two kits wriggling against Shimmerpelt's belly. Frogkit and Sunkit are excited to have new denmates to play with soon. Willowpaw is staring into the nest and Crooked Jaw joins her and peers over nervously. Here are Black Kit and Sky Kit, Shimmerpelt introduces them. Do you know who that is? No. Do we know Black Kit grows up to be Black Claw? Oh! One of the biggest douches in River Clan. History. Hawk Frost number one fan. Ugh. Oh, he's like so much older than Misty Foot. Um, only uh, like a couple seasons. Still, I hate him. <laughs> I mean, he is the worst. But right now, he's a beautiful little kitten, and we all love little kittens. We just have the unfortunate uh, knowledge gift of, yeah, twenty twenty hindsight. Sky Kit raises her muzzle and cries out. And she looks so tiny and helpless. Crooked Jaw just wants to wrap his tail around her. Willowpaw presses against Crooked Jaw, purring. Welcome to RiverClan, kits, she says. Crooked Jaw shifts his paws. They are kind of cute, he admits. And he wonders to himself if he'll ever have kits of his own. No, he sighs. Mapleshade would just tell him that it was selfish and putting himself ahead of his clan. In his nest, Crooked Jaw can't relax. What if Mapleshade saw him mooning over the kits with Willowpaw? He can't think of sitting in the nursery with Willowpaw caring for their kits. The clan comes first. He thinks it over and over again. But the clan needed kits, didn't they? Kits become warriors. And his kits would be strong and brave. Crooked Jaw decides that he can be more than friends with his clanmates if he wants to. It can't hurt the clan. I can have a girlfriend if I want! I can have a girlfriend! Mapleshade can't tell him what to feel! 
Please, God, can we leave? Yeah, let's break up with Maple Shade. Oakheart complains about Crooked Jaw fidgeting, and Crooked Jaw moves towards sleep. When his eyes open, the sun is streaming through the den entrance. He hadn't dreamed of Maple Shade, and he purrs to himself. Yay! Oakheart asks what he's so cheerful about. Has he been dreaming about Willowpaw? Actually, Crooked Jaw says, flicking his brother with his tail. He didn't dream at all. (laughs) And it felt good not to wake up with any scratches, and he hasn't felt this well rested in moons. Is he saying this out loud? No. Okay, because no. I feel like just that he didn't dream. He's just feeling that it's good. It's good not to have been beaten up while he slept. Because I, they go, you go and. Like, have these active dreams. Mm-hmm. You're not, like, in a good deep sleep. No. You get, get, you get the crap beat out of you. Would you like to hit me with a cat fact? <gasps> yes. Good day, everyone. Listeners, M. Emberheart. Do you know why today is such a good day? Well, I will tell you after I give my usual spiel. The spiel that goes, I am not an art historian, but took three art history courses at college along with Emperor Hart. Well, we didn't have all the- I think we only had like two of those classes together. Nah, I think we had one of them together. Yes, one. Wait, we just had modern art together. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all of my sources are linked in the episode description, along with a link to the artwork. Now I know you are dying to know, why is it a good day? Why? Because our dear Cat Fat Art Gallery has received a donation! Ah! A gracious thank you to Tobias. He donated this piece, and we are ever so pleased to view it now. Anger Transference by Richard Sargent. Oh, so let me just send this to you, Maureen. Um, it was hard to find, like, a version of this uh, that, like, existed on the internet, so I'm just going to send you a JPEG. Uh... Probably because this is probably still owned by uh, the Saturday Evening Post. Um, Just to repeat, thank you, Tobias or Toby. Uh, He has actually been listening since episode five. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for sticking through it. Yeah, thank you so much (laughs) for sticking with us. Um, And if any of you would like to donate a cat fact, art or not, um, you can send us that uh, via our email, wcwitcast at gmail.com. And thank you very much, uh, Toby, for uh, providing this cat fact and also for um, listening for so long. (laughs) So, on to the art. Um... Did you get the image, Maureen? Yeah, this is a comic. It is. Actually. Yeah, I mean, it's an illustration, but it is a comic. Um, It's laid out in four panels, uh, read from the top left to bottom right. There are no words, but there's a clear story told through the images. The first- Yeah. Yeah, the first panel is set in an office where an older man, clearly the boss, uh, as his or his father's portrait is on the wall, is holding a bunch of papers. I think that's his. Yeah. Uh, he's holding a bunch of papers and yelling at another man while gesturing at them. The boss looks frustrated and the employee is leaning away from his boss, clearly a bit shocked and taken aback. His eyebrows are up and his fist is clenched. 
In the next panel, uh, we're in a bedroom. The employee from the first panel is stood by a dresser. He has a single red glove on, which has a hole in it. Uh, and so that causes... A glove? I think it's a sock. Is it a sock? Yeah, I think it's a sock with a hole in it. That's a s- oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a sock. A sock. Okay, I thought it was a glove for so long. Okay, but it's a sock. It has a hole. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm an artist. I have a BMA. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you need two to figure out yeah. which one's a sock. Anyway. <laughs> so it has a hole in it, meaning that his finger is poking out. I don't think it's the middle finger, but darn, it sure looks like it. Um, it sure looks like it. He is yelling at his wife or at the sock, probably both, uh, clutching his other socks in his hand. Um, his wife is gasping, her hand over her heart, looking at the sock. And in the third panel, we're in a bathroom where one wall has recently been decorated by white toothpaste uh, with a child's drawing of a <sighs> stick figure, son, and maybe a cow or a horse. Uh, the wife from the last panel is on her knees pointing and yelling at her child who holds the toothpaste and brush in his hands. It's dribbled all over the floor and on his clothing. And the final panel shows a little boy in the living room, his game of marbles scattered on the ground. But instead of playing, he is yelling and pointing at a black kitten, similar to how the boss, the father, and the mother all pointed and yelled at each other. Um, I don't know enough about marbles, uh, so I don't know if this cat has messed up the game or if he has like I, probably prob- that's like a most likely I think it this, just seems this like cat- a thing a cat would do. Yeah, I don't know like the marble rules, so I think this cat probably saw the marble and was like, "Yeah, let me touch it." And the kid, you know, he's like, "I'm angry," and you know, obviously from the title, anger transference, he has learned that this is how you deal with anger: you yell and you point at someone yeah. smaller than you. Um, and it's a very good lesson. I saw it, like, posted everywhere because um, I think it just shows a good uh, sort of, like, oh, hey, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. Um, if you're upset yeah, about something. Yeah, stop the don't... cycle of violence. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> very much about the cycle of abuse and cycle of violence here. I mean, no one's getting, like, explicitly harmed, I would like to state. But, like, obviously they're being yelled at, which is not nice. Um for anyone to experience. Yeah, it's someone yelling at someone who is not happy to be yelled at. And also is yelling at someone who, at the time, is not perceived as an equal, you know? So a, an empo- yes. a boss yelling yes. at an employee, a husband. This And this piece is from the 1950s, so a husband was not viewed as an equal to a wife. Um, so, yeah. it's And I would also like to say, the cat is like a small part of this, but man, this cat is so cute. It looks so sad. It is so cute. They definitely, the artist, uh, Richard Sargent, has like definitely exaggerated the expression and gave it very sad eyes. But um, it, it, yeah. it, and it also shows you like, oh man, the cat can't really fight anyone. The cat's the smallest thing there. And it's, it's obviously a kitten because yeah. it's so much smaller than this, this toddler child. So, yeah. um, and like, like I said, no one's getting hurt. So you're not like really worried for the cat. But you're like, oh, don't yell at the cat. But the kid also doesn't oh, know any yeah. better. Um, yeah. Because when he does something wrong, he gets yelled yeah. at. And I do think in that way, it is a pretty like progressive image for the 1950s so like to show yeah hey, guys, let's not be yelling at our wives when you think about the other ads that were happening at the time where you know it was yeah. use was very normalized um so mm-hmm. rich sergeant more like man of mystery um 
I, I think he must have been a very private person because I could not find a lot of information about him. Um, most of the information I found was from the Saturday Evening Post, which was what this cover was made for. Um, the Saturday Evening Post was a very popular magazine in the 1950s, 1960s in Middle America. Um, and uh, it had been around since the 1800s when magazine covers were illustrated. Um, and he... I would say is a less popular Saturday Evening Post uh, illustrator. The folks you probably know are J.C. Leindecker, who made 322 uh, illustrations for the cover, or Norman Rockwell, who also made around 322 illustrations. They are the famous Saturday um, Evening Post, and people have actually misattributed this to Norman Rockwell. This was not Norman Rockwell. This was uh, uh, Richard Sargent. And... um, he made a modest 47 covers um, for this, but he also worked on other magazine covers um, uh, along with Fortune, Women's Day, uh, uh, some lesser known ones, I don't know, Photo Play in American Magazine, um, because at the time those were illustrator jobs, this is what they were doing. Um, and what we do know about him is he was born in Illinois uh, in 1911. He worked in an engraving plant after graduation and took night classes in art. This started his work in illustration and advertising. He started getting like major success uh, later in his career after he was actually married and had children. Um, He had three kids and they were actually huge inspirations for his work. His wife and his kids were often the models he used. So you look at a lot of his illustrations and a lot of the women look the same and it's because they were his wife. Um, And, You also see a lot of the kids he has. Usually it's a little boy with red hair because his firstborn was a redhead named Anthony. Um, Yeah, so he really was a family man. And he kind of captured the humor and sort of the day-to-day life of that time. And a lot of that he took from his own life. Uh, Yeah. One anecdote from an editor at the Saturday Evening Post, recalls Sargent calling excitedly to proclaim, hey, I have the best news ever. And the editor's like, oh my god, what? Are you, are you like, is your stuff in a museum now? Like, what's happening? And he's like, better, like, better than that. Um, He and his son, Anthony, had just won first place at a local golf father-son tournament. And this was such a big deal to him that it actually, there's a photo of him and his son and his other kids with the trophy um, in a small article that was featured in the magazine. Yeah. Um, You know, he had modest success, but he did have success enough so that he actually got a grant to go and travel to Korea. Um, and uh, to do illustrations uh, for, like, the uh, to boost the morale of the troops there at the time. Oh, um, and, like, send... Interesting. Yeah, and, like, send artwork home. I'm not, like, 100% sure if he was, like... Um, I don't think he was doing, like, uh, reporting, like, what he was seeing and drawing that. But I think he was, like, yeah. hey, I'll draw you and send this home to your family, like, sort of stuff. Um, uh, okay. Or, like, hey, I'll draw you a baseball game and I'll cheer you up, soldier. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you like baseball, right, right kids? <laughs> um, and apparently, he really did actually like to travel. Um, and he uh, decided to go to Paris and with his wife, you know, once their kids were older and illustrated her against like a, a Parisian backdrop. Um, 
Like he, the dude loved his wife. She was in all of his work, apparently. Good. Um, and in the end, uh, magazines were kind of switching over to using photographs more and more. Um, and he wasn't getting as much oh, work. Yeah. So he decided to retire and him and his wife actually moved to Spain um, and had a happy retirement there. Uh, he passed away. That's nice. Yeah. He, he passed away at only 67 um, in 1978. And while he did have, I would say, a modest collection of, like, Saturday Evening Post, I do think that he was a um, a fun artist who definitely did an amazing job, like, capturing these humorous moments a- a- that were, like, day-to-day uh, frustrations. But also, I liked the way they described it, and I will have this linked in one of the two articles I found about this guy, um, where he, he was good about, <laughs> like, capturing a moment, but never, like, answering the full question of, okay, what's gonna happen next? Like, well, he can draw a cute kitten. Yes. That's for sure. Yeah, he, I think he obviously must have worked from, uh, real life. I don't know if he had any pet cats, but obviously he, uh, probably had, a a, a kitten. Had seen a cat. Yeah, he had seen a cat. He- <laughs> Uh, he definitely <laughs> used a more uh, like cartoonish face to express like the sadness, um, but I it definitely is like uh, it, he saw a cat once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, and I think this was I I also just appreciated this example, and I thought, hey, this is a little bit different for our cat fact art gallery, and I really appreciate Toby for you donating this one because it is, um, I like it. I like it a lot. I love a comic. Um, yeah. And oh my gosh, you know what? You know what that last panel is? Hmm. That's you yelling at Black Kit about his future crimes. <laughs> Black is just like, I'm saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Respect women. I would wear this outfit though. <laughs> this kid is wearing like overalls. Oh, is good. And a striped shirt. I think that the um, cuff. the checkered parts of his dungarees though, I think that's just. They almost look like snow pants, but I think, like, it's probably just the pattern on the like inside it. fabric. Yeah. Probably a hand-me-down. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is gouache, by the way. Oh, a, a lot of okay. Nice. Gouache. Yeah, I got that in. Um, Love a gouache. Yeah. And also, unfortunately, I don't like, I couldn't find any like good sources of this image so it is i am going to be linking a not sponsored like resale version of it because um I, the one that they have archived on the saturday evening post you have to pay to look at it and i'm like well oh uh, well you i mean you could just post it in a comment on twitter honestly if you just google it you'll find it <laughs> but <laughs> I am going to link like the like the art.com version. Or I actually I found it okay. I found a different version. Well, what we we've decided we're not going to be burdened by mean ghost ladies and we woke up on the right side of our bed. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh Shell Hard is out organizing patrols already. Uh he says Otter Splash has moved into the nursery, so she she was pregnant. Um, so they're down another warrior. But the river is full of fish um, and is deep enough to keep the other clans away. Shellheart tells Crookedjaw to take Oakheart, Mudfur, Brightsky, and Volclaw upstream to check the stepping stones for signs of ThunderClan. Crookedjaw is leading the patrol. Mm. It's his first time. Yee. His first time leading a patrol. 
I have a question. Yeah? How far are we in the book now? 20. How many are there? Of? That's a good question. Um, I actually have the book right here. Mm. There are 40, so I guess we're about halfway through now. Okay. I was just curious because we're in adulthood now, but we know there's some significant story that still has to happen. But we're also in the part of the story that's the most, like, unknown to me. Like, yes, we have the elements where, like, Blue Star's life crosses over a little bit. But I would say Crooked Jaw is less involved with this part of it, so. Yeah, I think that's the last time we really have, like, a conversation with Blue Star. And our brother's having relations with her. (laughs) And I guess. (laughs) Yep. Okay. And I can't remember if Crooked Jaw was... It's when they're older, because it's almost when she's almost deputy, so they're definitely older than this. Yeah. I think Crooked Jaw may be the leader at that point. Or... Um, I'm... I don't remember. I'm not... I, I don't... I don't think so yet. Also, I'm very curious, because... Not quite yet. The way things are going right now... Oh, maybe. Anyways, yeah. Our da- What is our dad's name again? Shellhart? Shellhart must have picked his son to be his deputy. I mean, Shellhart is still deputy. I know. I'm assuming. I, I don't know. Unless there's a big shakeup, Shellhart becomes the next leader. Oh, you think Shellhart becomes the next leader? I'm thinking maybe because I don't. Well, but also maybe not because I don't know if I've ever heard of Shellstar, which sounds like a bikini bottom character. Um, I mean, we've read Blue Stars. Prophecy and uh, we already. have well gone over the fact that I do not remember any of that. Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you that we don't have a shell. Star. Okay, so Shellheart's gonna die. Um, so Shellheart dies, <laughs> not necessarily, or he retires. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, somebody, I will. I don't doesn't have that job. Oh, he could die. Sure. <laughs> You were like, is that what you want, Brenna? I don't know. I don't know what happens. I don't remember anything. I know. I know. We don't We don't know what happens. I'm just telling you that there's not a shell star. There is no shell okay, star. Okay, so. So. Okay, something happens. Never mind. I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's kind of crazy he'd pick his kid to be deputy. But someone does pick the last deputy's kid to be the next deputy. <laughs> Yeah. Nepotism is what I'm saying. There's no one. There's no. There's no one between Crooked Star and Hail Star. Nepotism. Wait, what? There's no other cat between Crooked Star and Hail Star. Man, this last life li- lives like it lasts. He's probably like he was like trying to end it for a while. He's like, oh god. <laughs> I know. I'll uh, I'll pick a deputy that is someone that'll definitely get me killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh well Shellheart also tells him to check the two leg fence on the way back make sure that dog hasn't been straying again and bright sky asks if Greypaw can come with them of course crooked jaw says so that's bright sky's apprentice the sun is warm and his clanmates are behind him crooked jaw has to keep himself from purring out loud it's just such a beautiful day and he's leading his first patrol and ugh He's a warrior. And he got such a good sleep. <laughs> Graypaw asks if they can fish. 
Only if she wants to carry it for the rest of the morning, Oakheart says. Graypaw says hopefully that they could eat it now. Just a little minnow wouldn't be breaking the warrior code, would it? Mudford says sternly that it would break the warrior code. Which, like, I thought if you weren't a hunting patrol, you could hunt. I guess maybe if nobody's been fed, I don't, I don't know. What what's really going is on the warrior anymore. code? We don't know. At least war's up for interpretation than we thought. Yeah, we need lawyers. <laughs> we need wo- lawyers to interpret. I don't the know if that code, would work because I think they just like it'd be more chaotic. <sighs> yeah, probably. Well, besides, they need to check that bridge and then look for that dog. Yeah. They got work to do. The patrol approaches the two-leg trail that led to the, led to the bridge. Uh, Crooked Jaw calls Graypaw back. She's gone ahead. He asks if anyone can detect two legs. No one can. Crooked Jaw crept forward, keeping low, and he tells them to follow him. They check the bridge carefully. Come back! Bright Sky's call of alarm made Crooked Jaw look up. Graypaw had crossed the bridge and was sniffing around the bank on the far side. Oh my god. But it's their territory, she calls back, right up to the waterfall. <sighs> Bright Sky growls. She doesn't know why Fallowtail didn't raise that kit to do as she's told. Mudfur purrs. Apprentices never do what they're told, do they? Only fish brains follow rules without question, Crooked Jaw says. Oakheart had dropped into a crouch, growling. Crooked Jaw follows his brother's gaze. Two legs. They were running through the trees on the other side of the bridge. Bright Sky rushes towards her apprentice. Run, she hisses to Graypaw. The two legs are kids. They're kids. Two-leg kids. Uh, They spot Graypaw and move towards her. Run, Crooked Jaw shouts. But Graypaw is frozen as a two-leg held out a paw to her. So, hey, good on these kids for holding out a hand to sniff. They're not just grabbing, they're not just grabbing wildcats, at least. This one crouched down and said, hey, kitty, sniff my hand. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, that's kids. a big, that's, that's a big step. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'd probably do that, too, if I saw a cat. I'd just crouch, I probably wouldn't go up to it, but I'd crouch down and be like, kitty, 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 kitty. Crooked Jaw races between their legs, hissing and spitting, and the two legs jump away. Bright Sky grabs Graypaw by the scruff and dragged her along the ground. And Graypaw finally comes to her senses and runs with Bright Sky behind yeah, her. Yeah, it's like, Graypaw, please. The two legs grabbed Crooked Jaw, which, hey kids, not cool. Don't grab wild cats. Oh god. He struggles wildly and frees himself, and then he crosses the bridge and calls for his patrol to follow. This is so chaotic. They head back towards camp, right? I like, The whole patrol is shaken. These kids hmm? just keep showing up randomly in the story just to, like, right. cause chaos. Like, one fell through the ice, and they're like, oh, kitty. And, and <laughs> I had hope when they just reached the hand out. I was like, oh, maybe they'll respect these cats' boundaries. Nope, 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 nope. Shut up down. I mean, like, there is, like, a trail and a bridge here, like, a walking bridge. Like, this is it's obviously, like, a park, <laughs> so. I guess. I'm confused about the layout of this. I mean, there's a map. I know, but nowhere on there it says park. 
I think it's probably just a walking trail. So this is yeah, yeah. This is rural England. I don't think we're. Well, I mean, there's like a neighborhood nearby, you know, like True. where Rusty, where Little Firestar was from. So you know, and I like I was always in the woods as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I I think these kids, it's probably just a path that's like by the river, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they head back towards camp. The whole patrol is shaken. <laughs> Graypaw runs ahead was, and tells the clan what happened. That was your first time leading a patrol. Oh, I almost got kidnapped by aliens. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. As usual. Fallowtail presses her cheek to Crooked Jaws when he gets to camp, and she thanks him for saving her kit. This happened. First, he a saved lot. Willowpaw, and now, <laughs> hey, Crooked Jaw. The first one was your idea, and the second one's a patrol you were leading. Is Graypaw gonna fall in love with him now, too? <laughs> no, we're gonna be really upset about Graypaw's choice, uh, but we'll uh, talk about that when it happens. Oh my god. The whole clan seems to have been waiting for them. Trout Troutclaw asks why the two legs can't stay in their own territory. They were hardly around when he was a kit. Hailstar says they just have to be more cautious. Echo Mist suggests they shrink their borders, just while the two legs are around. Shrink our borders, White Fang spits? Why should they? They're not scared of two legs. Crooked Jaw paces, lashing his tail. He's not scared of anything that threatens his clan. Wow. So it's about a moon later. Bright Sky had moved into the nursery. She's expecting Mudfur's kits. But she's been sick for days with fever, and the rest of the clan is lounging in the sun. Oh, it's whoa. too hot to eat. This is so weird. Oh, no. They're gonna what? die, aren't they? Who? Mudfur's kits and his, and his wife. Oh, that's why you think he... No, that's not that's not why. Do they live? Because I've never heard. Why is he allowed to become a super nun if he has a wife and kids? We talked about this when he died. He's Leopard Star's dad because he does it after. I don't know. I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> that seems like kind of sexist. Would they treat a woman the same? I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. I doubt they would. Probably not. Okay, I guess I I forgot. I mean, woo, Leopard Star is about to be born. So, my, my problematic fave. <laughs> Crooked Jaw joins Ripple Claw and Graypaw in the shade. He asks where Willowpaw is. She's out training, Graypaw answers, gazing wistfully at the nursery. She shouldn't have crossed that bridge. Then Bright Sky wouldn't have had to rescue her. Well, Crooked Jaw assures Graypaw that that isn't what made her ill. She knew she was expecting kits, and she chose to continue her warrior duties as long as she could. Graypaw wonders why Bright Sky didn't tell her. Then she would have come back when she told her. Crooked Jaw doesn't think she would have come back when Bright Sky told her. No, I... um, but he holds his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, you would not have. Don't lie. You would have said the same thing. <laughs> he asks when the kits are due. And Graypaw answers, Claw Moon. Which is not 
a phrase that I have seen before in the book. Is that like a waxing or waning moon? Because it looks like a claw? Yeah. Yes. Which we've seen the moon has been described as thin as a claw, but never as like an like an like a like a I mean it thing, makes you know? sense because like, oh, we do moon. have like so many things that depend on like full moon and no moon so yeah. and it makes sense like okay no moon got it that would be the same full moon full moon makes the sense that they would have the same you know oh yeah the moon's full but it, it's just not yeah they talk about the full moon and they'll be like oh the moon was just a sliver in the sky so yeah. you know, like they'll they'll talk about that and they have half moon but i've never heard claw moon as like a label which so is, i suppose it could, it could probably like it. mean waxing or waning yeah, any any time it's that What do they size. call it when there's just like a sliver that hasn't happened yet? <laughs> Chipped claw. Oh, you should just describe <laughs> what? Chipped claw. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't think about that. I don't know either. <laughs> well, that soon? That was only a few days away. But she'll be she'll be fine. Oh. Ripple claw looks to Graypaw with sympathy. He suggests that she get Pike Tooth to take her out training. Uh, he had been made Graypaw's mentor uh, temporarily, while well, since Bright Sky's in the nursery. Okay, so we- but Pike Tooth is playing with his kits in the clearing. Kids do live; at least one of them does. Yeah, Rippleclaw offers to teach her some moves while Pike Tooth is busy. Yes, please. Graypaw blinked gratefully at him. Crooked Jaw watches Brambleberry hurry with Mudfur into the nursery, and he sends a silent prayer to StarClan to make Bright Sky healthy again. A bundle of dark fur shoots between his paws and presses against his stomach. Black Kit tells Crooked Jaw to hide him. <laughs> Just lay on me! Lay on me! What? Lay on me! Sky Kit is leading Otter Splash's kits around, searching for Black Kit. Loud Kit picks up his scent and brings the patrol towards Crooked Jaw. Crooked Jaw jumps out of the way as the Kit Patrol launches themselves. The Kit Patrol is so funny. Kit Patrol. They dove in a pile onto Black Kit, squeaking triumphantly. (laughs) Then they scamper back towards Pike Tooth from Boss Beep, 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 beep. Crooked Jaw joins the other warriors lounging around camp. White Fang asks if Hailstar decided when to remark Sunning Rocks. Lakeshine says it's too hot to talk about battles. Oakheart says it's never too hot to talk about battles. Hailstar said Claw Moons, that's any day now. Rainflower reminds him that it's not a battle, they're just restoring proper boundaries. Crooked Jaw says he'll be ready whenever Hailstar decides. There's that quote that's like, the worst guy you know made a good point. (laughs) yeah that was that's me towards that's me towards uh rainflower like twice this episode yeah yeah i mean yes but i still hate you shut up but like you're right shut up every cat wants the chance to leave their scent on that patrol crooked jaw soon ends up out under a pile of kits You've killed me, he groans dramatically as they swarmed him. The patrol, led by Shellheart, returns, and they stare at Crooked Jaw in amusement. His father asks if Lakeshine has made him leader of the nursery. And Cedar Pelt purrs. He's sorry he forgot to teach Crooked Jaw how to fight kits. 
<laughs> I like that. You guys got to do good dad jokes. Yeah. Beetlenose offers to help and tosses a moss ball across the clearing, and the kids dart after it. Okay, everyone, why is Beetlenose being, like, ch- like ev- yeah. the worst guys you know are being funny and approachable all of a sudden? Shut up. Stop it. I I guess Beetlenose isn't the worst all the and time. And I do think Beetlenose, I feel like Beetlenose probably has a soft spot for kids. Like, I think everyone does. Maybe. I think all... Oh, maybe I think all of, the, all of the cats, like, like kids, so... Yeah, that's true. He probably isn't gonna, like... Kittens are so cute. Yeah, I, I was like, I think all creatures alive probably think kittens are cute, so I think he probably yeah. isn't just gonna, like... It would have been, like, a golden opportunity for him to make fun of him, but also, like, in front of all the kids? <laughs> that doesn't look really cool, dude. Look for Kajaw thanks him and follows Shellheart. And Hailstar sees the patrol is back and calls the clan to gather. And Hailstar announces that they'll remark Sunning Rocks tonight. Woo! Everyone hold it. But we're going to wait until next episode to see. Do not hold it for that long. If you need to use the bathroom between now (laughs) and the next episode, unless you're literally playing it, go. You guys know the um, Gossip Girl meme. Yeah. I don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to go. It's it's dark. So we're going to go take our rocks back. Oh, so the moon's probably waxing then. Yeah, something like that. Okay, let's uh, let's go pee on some rocks, guys. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for next episode. I've got some cafex of my own. You do? Not to step on your brand, but I've got to I've got to set something straight. Okay. I don't think it's a brand that can be stepped on. I, I encourage people to learn about cats. So, everybody should learn about cats. Yeah. And and to be fair, my the cafex have expanded beyond regular cat abilities. So I think it's always good when we point out something these cats are doing that's kind of silly. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, oh, just you wait, everybody. Buckle up. Ooh. Get hyped. I am hyped. Uh, guys, <laughs> if you want to stay hyped, then you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast. Or, hey, if you have a cat fact you want to share or just want to reach out, you can do so at our email, which is WCWITCast, WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to monetarily support the podcast, we do have a Ko-Fi or coffee. I still don't know which one that is. Um, I, I'll let me let me send them a, a help <laughs> ticket and say, "Hey, it is." <laughs> how do you pronounce this? It's probably on their website, but that is linked in the episode description or on our social media. You can also find it. But remember, the best thing you can do to help the podcast, which doesn't cost anything, is to share it with a friend and. You can say, yeah. hey, guys, um, did you know that Richard Sargent isn't just an actor? Actually, that actor took his name from this guy who does these illustrations, which made it really confusing when I was researching this. Yeah, the guy from Bewitched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not his real name. Weird. He, he took that name from that illustrator. And was like, I like you. I'm going to take your identity. <laughs> We're going to pee on some rocks next episode, so get hyped, because I'm Everhart. <laughs> I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?
Thank you.